Live from the Business Radio X studio in Atlanta, it's time for Dental Business Radio. Brought to you by Practice Quotient. Practice Quotient bridges the gap between the provider and payer communities. Now here's your host, Patrick O'Rourke. Hi there, friends of the dental business community. This is your host, Patrick O'Rourke with Dental Business Radio. Thank you so much for joining us. I would also like to thank our sponsor, Practice Quotient, Practice Quotient PPO Negotiations and Analysis. If you are a top-tier oral surgeon, endodontist, periodontist, and you don't feel like you are getting top-tier compensation from your business partners, i.e. insurance companies, um, then you should call the fine professionals at Practice Quotient. It's 470-592-1680. And as we are going to be talking about the AIMS uh, annual meeting, and there will be some intellectual capital shared with Practice Metrics at booth 109. So we'd like to give a special shout out to our friends over there, too. Um, with that, uh, that brings me to our very special and honored guest. Uh, we have president of the American Association of Oral Maxillofacial Surgeons. We have B.D. Tyner. B.D., hello. How are you? Fine, Patrick. How are you today? Oh, I'm doing terrific. Thank you so much. It's a good day to have all of your appendages. And we also have Karin Wittich, the director. How are you, Karin? I'm good, Patrick. How are you? Great to hear from you again. Oh, it's, it's always a pleasure, Karin. And we also have uh, Beth Hasten. Beth, how are you? Good. How are you, Patrick? I'm doing awesome. So Beth is the Associate Executive Director of Continuing Education Meeting and Exhibitions. It sounds like you have all the fun over there. I do. My team and I were very lucky. All right. That's pretty awesome. Um, and so today, what we're going to be talking about is we're going to be talking about what I look forward to every year, which is the American Association of Oral Maxillofacials uh, annual meeting, uh, AMS annual meeting. And it's always in a different city. And this year, it's in one of my favorite cities is Nashville. So, BD, can you tell me how it came to pass to be in Nashville this year? Well, actually, Patrick, this is the first time the Amos meeting will ever be in Nashville. Um, <laughs> several years ago, um, we were supposed to uh, be in Hawaii uh, this year, but for uh, various reasons um, and trying to keep our exhibitors happy, we uh, decided not to go back to Hawaii and instead chose Nashville for our annual meeting. Well, uh, as much as I'd like to go to Hawaii, Nashville is pretty cool, and it's a uh, not as long of a plane ride. And exhibitors are much happier. And as somebody who uh, tends to have a booth, uh, thank you. Uh, so Nashville, though, is, is I have to say it was one of my favorite cities. I've been all over this country. Um, Nashville is a terrific place to go. Um, and there's great music, there's great food. You get to wear cowboy boots. Um, Beth, are you wearing cowboy boots right now? Not now, but I do have several pairs I'll be bringing with. Several pairs. Okay. Uh, Karin, are you wearing cowboy boots right now? You know it. <laughs> you know it. <laughs> and, uh, you know, the other great thing about Nashville is, like, I've been trying to buy cowboy boots for years. And... Karen told me that I had to go get cowboy boots the last time she was on the show. And so this is my excuse for my wife that I can now go spend 
you know, I can't tell her she can't go spend $2,000 on shoes and then go buy myself $2,000 boots. Right. I'm guessing. Um, so anyway, I thank you guys for that. Now, outside of BD Tyner and Beth being at this event, tell me why else it's a must attend event this year. And uh, whichever one of you wants to take that question. I can start. Or do you want to start, Dr. Tyner? Go ahead. No, you go ahead. Um, So this is, you know, we're ready to get back in person. I think we've had enough (laughs) online meetings to probably last us a lifetime. So I think, you know, having an opportunity for colleagues to um, to get together to reunite, I think uh, it will be critical. Um, what we did learn in that virtual space is is the need for networking is is clear clear on the side of our exhibitors and it's clear on the side of our of our um, oral and maxillofacial surgeons and their staff to be able to meet safely, of course, in person. And um, there's still a lot of opportunities. There's plenty of education. What's new this year as far as as far as the way it's designed is that we instead of having to move everybody to various rooms, we're really moving the speakers. So we're keeping the design of the education in pathways with designated times for breaks in the exhibit hall to kind of control that traffic in the exhibit hall, which mm-hmm. is unique and different this year. And uh, but plenty of opportunities also to catch all of the uh, education, those sessions that you may not be able to attend everything at once, right? That's the that's the beauty of this meeting. We always have so much scheduled, but because a lot of them will be live streamed and recorded, you'll be able to access all of that information until December 31st of this year. Mm-hmm. And BD, do you have anything to add to that? Yeah. Must see. What do we have? Last year, you know, everything was totally virtual. And uh, so we went probably a good 15 months without having anything in person, but in April, we had the uh, regional Southwest Society meeting in San Antonio. And then the following month in May, we had the regional Southeast meeting in Jacksonville, Florida. And then in uh, July, we had the, the Colorado meeting. And all three of those meetings we attended. And you could just feel the energy in the room of people just so glad to get back together again face to face. And uh, not only for an educational standpoint, from a social standpoint. So we're hoping we're going to have the same kind of uh, energy uh, and people really wanting to come to Nashville and our, our numbers so far are kind of reflecting that. Amen. I think that uh, everybody might, I can only speak for myself, but um, I, I'm super excited. And uh, I, as, as much as I enjoy zoom and go to meeting and every other iteration, um, there's nothing like being in front of people face to face. There's, it's just nothing like it. Um, I would also say that the education that is there um, from all of the speakers and from a content perspective uh, is, you know, better absorbed live. And I think that there's a lot that is happening with this country, right? And with the business side in our industry, really critical to know too right now, which I think that you'll miss a lot of that if it's, if it's virtual. Now, if you, you know, feel like that's the safest path. Um, I get it. Um, but I do think that there's a lot of changes that are happening, you know, all across from a legislative perspective, I think from a business perspective, certainly uh, from an insurance perspective, um, you know, I, I think that it's, it's important to, to go to where the intellectual capital is and all of your friends and peers are. Um, 
Now, is there anything that's going to be different this year? Um, well, I'll, I'll comment a little bit, and then I'll let Beth kind of fill in the blanks. But <clears throat> the, the main difference, you know, same educational programs, uh, same social programs, but the difference is you're going to see um, – some safety mitigation uh, protocols. Uh, we've contracted with a, a company. Uh, actually, they're based out of Tennessee, but they provide these services all across the country. It's called TN Event Health. And uh, they're going to, uh, in advance, uh, contact the registration, people that registered, and the, uh, those people will be able to upload uh, to their computers their vaccination cards so it will expedite a quick entry into the exhibit hall, into the uh, uh, ballroom for the scientific sessions. There you go. And um, they're going to also provide uh, a testing for the, for the few people who won't be vaccinated and for anybody who would happen to develop, God forbid, symptoms, you know, while they're at the meeting, uh, they'll have PCR testing available. Um, and um, the way they're going to uh, do it, the, uh, the attendees on their on their name badge, I'm not exactly sure, but they will have maybe a color coded disc. Say if it's green, that means you've been vaccinated and been screened, and you've got expedited entry into the exhibit hall and the scientific sessions every day, as opposed to uh, someone who's not who might you know have to get a test um, uh, prior to doing that. So we're trying to make it as easy as possible with uh, minimal wait time. And um, and they're also going to be doing other things like, you know, enhanced cleaning and uh, temperature checks and things like that. And uh, Beth, you might be able to expand, expand on that just a little bit more. Sure, Dr. Tyner. So we're, we're still working through the logistics because, as Dr. Tyner said, we certainly do not want to create bottlenecks. We wanted to make sure that we're providing um, we're providing the opportunity for people to get through the process quickly and easily. We are looking at also doing different stations throughout. So, for example, Patrick, would you be interested as you're loading in in the exhibit hall? You know, some of the concerns might be those that are helping you get your booth up to speed. And so those those uh, staff will also be going through the same process. You'll also be screened. Service people will also be screened. AV and our um, uh uh, the other, the other uh, professionals that are working our meeting. So pyrotechnic technicians, <laughs> for example, should we decide mm. to add that? You know, it's possible. Anything's possible. So, and having that, having that uh, availability throughout the um, Omni, which is our headquarters hotel, and then Music City Center uh, for the safety of our meeting attendees. Gotcha. So, I have heard from other folks that have uh, been to a couple meetings. There's sometimes there's like a color code that means that it's a, you want people to stay six feet away from you. And then there's like another one that uh, like, it's okay to shake hands, you know, that you're totally comfortable, you know, and then there's like a, you know, another one that's like, you know, I'm cool with whatever you're cool with. Right. Basically. Um, Yeah. We're looking into that. Gotcha. All right. Kind of a red, yellow, green system, if you will, for social interaction. Right. And then can I turn it on? I'd like it to be a, like if John Ray comes near me, I want to make it like red, like stay, stay away no. from me, John Ray, <laughs> you know, um, can I do it? Can it be like that? Or do I have to be that way all the time? You have to be professional all the time. Yeah. 
oh, it's professional. It's just different <laughs> levels of space that I need as a professional, you know. Um, Maybe that's what you should be handing out at your booth. Just an idea. Mood rings. Check research. <laughs> Check. Mood rings. Okay. Challenge accepted. Lay the gauntlet, Karin. Um, <laughs> come visit Practice Quotient at... Get some mood rings. We may have a mood ring if I'm in the mood to find some mood rings. Um, so it's, I think that you guys are, you're taking safety, safety very seriously, right? And making sure everybody has a good time. Um, is there anything with the Delta variant that um, has led to any other adjustments? Is there anything that you'd like to talk to Delta variant, which by it only coincidentally is called the Delta variant. It's not, by Delta Dental, all right? Just to be clear to all of our listeners, uh, it's not Delta Dental. It's the Delta variant. Patrick, don't get in trouble. Yeah, they're kind of naming the variants, kind of like they do hurricanes, except they're using the Greek alphabet for the variants. Uh, I was, mm, uh, all of that truth just punctured a wound <laughs> in my, jo- my joke. <clears throat> I love you, Delta Dental. I do. So, but is there anything about the the variant? Um, is there anything that you feel about this the new variant that I, that you find interesting or intriguing, or you want well, to comment? The good on? news about the Delta variant is, um, if you're vaccinated, um, you know your chances of being hospitalized or or suffering a serious illness from COVID is extremely low. I mean, over. Uh, 95% of everybody who's in the hospital uh, from the Delta variant and experiencing severe disease or death are the unvaccinated people. So we're real confident that probably uh, of the uh, people who've registered for our meeting right now, I would predict that 95% of those people are, are vaccinated. So uh, being healthcare workers, uh, the overwhelming majority of the people are going to be vaccinated. So um I don't think I don't think we're going to be dealing with a whole lot of uh, unvaccinated people. Uh, so uh, and and people that are unvaccinated, they know the risk. And um, and if they're willing to accept that, um, then that's you know, that's on them because they know the risk involved of not being vaccinated. All right. He's not pointing any fingers, John Ray. He's just saying that that's your own damn fault. <laughs> Um, so just for the record, I do have my, my vaccination card that I am showing to them, although our listeners can't see. So, so that's the safety. We wanted to make sure that all of our listeners out there, um, all of the AIMS members and they feel safe. Let's talk about fun. All right. So what are you most looking forward to BD about this year's meeting? Um, well, for the social events and the fun part, we have uh, <coughs> um, our annual presence event, which is on Friday night, October the 1st. Uh, that's going to be at the uh, Country Music Hall of Fame, which is uh, attached through a long hallway to the Omni Hotel, which is our headquarters hotel. So you don't even have to go outside to, to go down to the Country Music Hall of Fame. If you've ever been to the Country Music Hall of Fame, it's on three different levels, so plenty of room to spread out and socially distance if that's what you want to do. Uh, you really don't have to like country music. It's for just from a historical standpoint, it's a very, very well done museum, and uh, we're going to have 
bands playing and food stations. And we're going to have two um, pretty well-known Nashville songwriters there, uh, you know, describing how songs get written. And uh, so there's going to be something for everybody for that event. And our, <clears throat> our ticket sales for that have been really, really good. And uh, so there's a lot of interest in that so far. Beth, tell me what you're excited about. I am excited about uh, the exhibit hall. We're going to have a lot to offer there as well. We have 140 exhibitors this year and in a, in a nice open space as well. We're going to have uh, social distancing between booths, so you won't be right up against um, your, your neighbor, per se. Lots of education. We kicked off this industry-sponsored uh, education, this Eat, Learn uh, sessions for us. There's six of those, and they're going to be scheduled around around breaks in the morning and, and the afternoon. So excited about that and the opportunities for you all to get back to business. Amen. I like eating. I like learning. I like business. All right. So all of those things sound awesome to me. Something really interesting that's fascinating. Um, so we're going to have two songwriters there that are going to uh, just kind of share like how songs are created. Yes. Beth, can you, um, uh, I'm blanking on their names right now. I know I chose them. It's been several months ago when I chose them. So, um, they, they will sing. Let me just pull up their names really quick. It is Richard Lee and Billy Montana. That's fascinating. Like that sounds awesome. So I, I didn't, I didn't grow up with country music myself, and so I'm kind of sharing this as somebody who uh, I wouldn't know Luke Bryan if he was standing right next to me, right? And the only reason I know Luke Bryan is because my wife likes him a lot. <clears throat> Hi, Luke. Yeah, if you're listening I, to the show, if I gave you a list of the songs those two have written, you would recognize several of them. <clears throat> so, for example, "Don't It Make My Brown Eyes Blue" it was performed by Crystal Gale. And uh, more than a memory by Garth Brooks. So those are just the two two examples. But we need you to sing <laughs> sing a verse. Oh, <laughs> oh dear. Never, well, never how about on on site? I'll come to your booth. I'll, I'll be happy to sing for you. There you go. Mm, well, because we're recording this, that's a verbal contract. <laughs> I have witnesses, Beth. You are booth one hundred and five. Is that right? That's right. All right. Well. We'll be there. I'll do it with you if you okay, want. Okay, perfect. You really don't want to. I'll tell you a karaoke <laughs> story one day. Um, so um, you have that. We have superstar Beth Hazen coming to uh, <laughs> sing some songs. So with the event, um, what are you most proud of that we've achieved so far? And I'll, I'll launch this one. Beth, you go first this time. All right. Uh, you know, I'm really proud of the work that the committee – our staff had done to pull this together. We really put a lot of thought into the redesign of it, trying to be thoughtful about the experience and being able to get people to meet back in person safely. So I think, you know, having these short bursts of education where the speakers are changing, but the attendees can stay in one spot and then leaving those online programs to be the more in-depth. And for you to go back and, and, and to watch those um, after the fact until the end of the year. So it's pretty exciting what was pulled together in what seems like a short amount of time. And we're just 
excited about, uh, again, the opportunity to get back in person. BD, you want to add anything? What are you excited about? Or what are you proud about? Well, I'm, I'm most proud of our staff that uh, despite, you know, heavy, heavy odds, they've been able to pull this together. And, uh, and they just have a can-do attitude and we're just going forward and trying to make things as safe as possible, but it, but being able to get together again. So I'm most proud of our staff. That's awesome. Shout out to all of the the AIMS staff and the folks behind the scenes. I know how hard everybody over there works too. Um, so do you guys want to drop some names on them? Because, uh, you know, they're going to be listening to the show. I would love to. So I I represent a team of of 10 women who um, really, as Dr. Tyner said, they just make things happen. We come up with these ideas. We say, all right, this is what we want to do. And they they really make the magic happen. So I'm going to shout out to Leslie Dreisky, who is our meetings manager, Samantha Jones, our continuing education manager, Dana O'Donnell, our exhibits manager. And then they, of course, have amazing teams as well. So along with Jenna Blandy-Jurgel, Shannon Murray, Lauren Opie, Cassie Mancera, Katie Brower, and Marina Matrenko. They make all the magic happen. Awesome job, all of you. BD, is there anybody that you would like to mention? Well, their boss, Beth Hayson, and then best boss, Karen. Um, we couldn't do it without those two. They're really good at, uh, at running the team and running the show, so... Shout out to both of them. <laughs> uh, me too. I was, I'm with you on that, BD. Um, mostly I know that Karen will kick my butt and she's going to be wearing boots the next time I see her. I can't have I'm going to be careful. Um, now, do I have to wear a face mask? So we're, we're going to abide by the, the uh, National Department of Health guidelines in place at the time. So, you know, that's it's kind of fluid right now. So we, we really don't know what that's going to be, but you know, if they require masks, then we'll be uh, wearing masks uh, except when you're eating and drinking. Um, Beth, you want to comment more about that? We're, you know, like everything else, we're ready to, I'm sorry, using the word pivot, but I am, <laughs> wouldn't be a, wouldn't be a call without that word, but we're, um, you know, we're going to just keep plugging along and watching the way the world changes and, we will be responsive in the way we need to. And I think that's all I yeah, I think we're all going to be fine. Um, and I have to say it was better. I mean, it's hard to explain. I just, I feel like I've been stuck under a rock for the last year um, to see some uh, old friends, make some new friends. It was awesome. It, it was really uh, terrific. So I, I'm really looking forward to this one. Um, and so for those that are non-vaccinated, um, what would they encounter? Well, they will encounter um, maybe a little bit more question, questions uh, each day to be able to get into the different venues. Um, and uh, they will have to undergo a PCR, which is the rapid test. Um, Beth, have we decided if that's going to be daily or, or just uh, the, the first day? Well, we're still working out what would be required, Patrick. So we're we're still working through the details there, and we're going to do really what is required for us uh, in in the city in the state of Nashville, Tennessee. Um, and at this point, you know, if the recommendation is, um, you know, for them 
to go through the different procedures that we have. We're really just working through those details now. So um, they will be, everyone, whether you're vaccinated or not, will, will be going through a screening process daily. Um, any of those that have developed symptoms will be, um, we do have nursing staff, which will be on staff. Um, they will be going through the necessary testing and um, necessary protocols should something come up. Um, but as far as what the difference is between a vaccinated and, um, and an unvaccinated person, at this point, um, from my understanding, and Karin can jump in too, um, the recommendation from CDC is that unvaccinated should be wearing masks um, in public indoor spaces. The company gotcha. We, Excellent. The company, we, the company we've contracted with uh, has have already worked several conventions there in Nashville very successfully. So uh, we're confident that, you know, the protocols that they tell us we need to follow, that's what we'll do. So, BD, let me ask you a question. Did you know that, that one of the slang that the kids use these days, it's referred to as Nash Vegas? I think I have heard that, yes. John Ray told me that. A lot of bachelor and bachelorette parties get held there. My my wife went for her 40th birthday, um, and she didn't invite me. <laughs> <laughs> True story. Um, Karin's like, who do you think gave him the name Nash Vegas? You've <laughs> <laughs> been holding meetings there for quite some time, so we're very much looking forward to welcoming people to uh, Nashville and hope that, you know, we have, I know it's going to be a great event. Everybody's been working really hard on it and we'll look forward to seeing the exhibit hall. Right. And the full, all of the speakers, the full lineup is regularly scheduled to attend. They've got their bells on. They're looking forward to it. That's right. We've had some international speakers that um, have, have made a choice to go virtual, but, you know, we're, we're moving forward and it's going to okay. be a great Terrific. Um, is there, Karin, you've been kind of quiet on this particular call and that's, that's okay. Is there anything that you'd like to add? Like what, what are you super excited to about this particular meeting? Really just, you know, being there to support our members, welcome them back to in-person learning and making doing it safely and making sure that they have, uh, get the education as well as the social engagement and our house of delegates will be meeting um, in person as well to conduct the business of the association. So as my first, my 23rd annual meeting, but the first as the executive director, I'm looking very much forward to being there to support the board, our committees, the planning committees, all of the staff that have been working really hard on this. And as I said, to welcome our members back to face-to-face meetings. Gotcha. BD, from a, from a doctor perspective, what, what are you looking forward to? Uh, before I answer that, I'd just like to expand on one thing that Karin said, and that is our House of Delegates. We have uh, this year, we've got uh, four or five really important resolutions that need to be debated that just really was not lend itself to a virtual House of Delegates meeting. So it's really important that we meet face to face to debate these resolutions. Uh, they're really important for especially going forward. Uh, and that's our that's our full intent. I think the thing I'm looking forward to the most is just getting to get together with people I haven't seen since 2019 in Boston and uh, 
you know, just catching up on what's happened over the last two years and, uh, of course, get, get some education and uh, enjoy Nashville and, and the social events. Okay. Amen. And you got to pick out because you're the president. So you got to pick out the president's event. So you and Beth, were, this is handcrafted by B.D. Tyner, this particular event, right? Um, as far as debating issues, is there anything that we want to share? With, is, are we able to talk about that? I, I just like to debate personally. Um, like what issues are facing the, the OMS uh, community right now? It, it, we can be specific about what's in the House of Delegates or if you want to pull it back out to the 30,000 foot view. Well, um, you know, we, we're the, uh, by far the biggest provider of anesthesia and dentistry. And so anesthesia is always at the top of the list. And uh, uh, for the five um, major resolutions we're going to be debating in the House of Delegates are all resolutions designed to improve patient safety when it comes to anesthesia. So um, that's why we really need to meet face to face. Um, These resolutions we think are going to, like I said, improve patient safety, uh, make us proactive uh, when it comes to delivering anesthesia. We have a, an excellent safety record that we feel with these resolutions, we can get even better records. So, um, and then we also um, uh, have a resolution for a dues increase, which we haven't had a dues increase in, I think, about seven years. You know, our expenses have gone up over 30% during that seven-year period of time. So, you know, anytime you have a, a resolution for a dues increase, you're always going to have a lot of debate. So uh, that's another one of the major resolutions uh, that we're going to be looking at. Do you want to touch on some any of your top three keep you up at night? Hope to discuss with the colleagues while everybody's in the same room or one or two, if you want. Well, all four of the anesthesia resolutions are very, very important. Mm-hmm. Uh, we we just completed on Saturday all of our summer caucuses that, that we have prior to. Uh, Amos is divided up into six districts geographically, and each of those districts have, has a summer caucus to go over the resolutions. And uh, at least at the caucus level, it looks like we've got really, really good, almost unanimous support for these resolutions, which is very encouraging. Uh, you know, if we can come out of the House of Delegates with those four resolutions passed and then uh, our dues increase passed, I think that would be a very successful House of Delegates. Um, as this is Dental Business Radio, let me get your take on um, uh, BD. Are you concerned with inflation um, just in general right now? Oh, yes, we are. Uh, you know, supply cost in some cases going through the roof. And so as supply cost and, and uh, practice overhead goes up, reimbursement goes down. That's not a good uh, track to be on. So uh, <clears throat> we got to find ways to control supply cost and hopefully increase reimbursement. So that's a, that's a constant battle. But uh, with inflation like it is, it's going to be even more difficult on the supply cost than it has been in the last few years when inflation has been fairly low. <clears throat> Gotcha. Well, if you go to Nashville, you can come to the Amos Advantage um, partner aisle, and I'm sure that there's going to be lots of solutions there. 
And uh, we've been teaming up with them, doing a lot of different things. It's like having a big Rolodex to help out with uh, those. Uh, turns out I hear oral surgeons don't even have lunch a lot. Is that true? That is true. Yeah. I think it. Uh, for all of you out there in listener land, you know, I think all of us would agree that our collective goal is for you to have a successful business uh, and for you to be able to eat lunch in a reasonable mm-hmm half hour 45 minute period uh, but that's our commitment to you let's all get there together we can do it um so beth uh is there anything that uh, we did not cover what did i miss what did i get wrong <laughs> yeah we gotta start all over from the beginning patrick <laughs> i didn't want to tell you but no i that's it john right was kicking me into the table <laughs> well, I, th- I thought you were just being friendly john right <laughs> Well, I guess just highlighting that there is multiple ways to experience this meeting. There is a in-person with online access. There's an online access. And we also have a practice management program that's all online as well. So there's many different ways. What we've learned through, you know, this, this crazy pandemic time is that, you know, delivering the education in multiple formats based on people's learning preferences and comfort level is pretty essential. And I think we have lots to offer for all sorts of different learning styles and preferences. BD, what did I miss? What did I get wrong? Uh, I don't think I got anything wrong. We did do, we just send out a uh, blast email to all the, um, the membership last week after we signed the contract with this uh, TN event health, letting people know what we were doing to improve safety for the in-person attendees. And in conjunction with that, we sent out a, a short survey on, uh, you know, how that would affect people's opinions about coming in person. And from the responses we've got back so far, it's been very, very positive of what we're what we're doing to uh, improve safety. So we're really encouraged about that. You think uh, is a pre-registration attendance around like what was it, Boston? A uh, lo- little bit less than Boston, but we're actually using our 2017 meeting as a benchmark to compare because um, that year we opened registration later, like we did this year. So it, if you look at the two meetings, they're more comparable than the one in Boston and our numbers compared to 2017 are tracking pretty close uh, to the same. Uh, even, even better in some cases like the presence event tickets are exceeding the presence event in 2017. Uh, we have a, um, three different sessions of our um, uh, state-of-the-art anesthesia simulation program, a hundred slots available there for for attendees to take one of the simulation courses. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and those are almost completely sold out, you know, six weeks ahead of time. So we're very, very encouraged about that. I'm super excited to meet all of you there. And, you know, if you have to do it virtually, I went singing her song at booth 105 um, because that is live only. Right, Beth? I guess so. I, <laughs> and now, now I'm going to have to follow now up with that. Practicing. Uh, yeah, I got to yeah, practice. I, see, see this microphone? I, can, I'm, I will be <laughs> bringing it with me. Um, and having right. just met you, I do not doubt it for one second, Patrick. I don't change much either. 
Uh, not in person, not over the years. This is, I'm like Pi Pi. I am what I am. This is just how I roll. Um, well, I want to thank both of you very much. So the president of the American Association of Oral and Maxillofacial Surgeons and Beth Hasten and Karen Wittich of the Amos Organization. And thank you so much, all of you. Thanks for having us, Patrick. Yeah, thank you a lot. Thank you. Thanks, John. Appreciate it. Did you have fun? We did. We did. That's a, that's the key part. All right. Well, with that, uh, let me also thank our sponsors before we go. Thank you very much to Practice Quotient, who underwrite the show, i.e. write the checks. And that's PPO analysis and negotiation. Please mention Dental Business Radio when you call in and say, I heard the show and you get a, uh, well, if you're an, an Amos member then you get a $150 consultation because that's what they have negotiated, which is a lot cheaper than we will give it to anybody else. Um, Because otherwise Karen will find me with her cowboy boots. So, um, but mention dental business radio because it'll make John Ray smile. And when he smiles, there's a rainbow. So please mention dental business radio and our sponsor. Thank you very much. Practice quotient PPO analysis and negotiation. I'll see you you guys in Nashville and dear listeners, I hope to see you there too. With that until next time.